0: All right, everyone. Welcome to the Lakers Outsiders podcast. My name is Donnie McHenry, joined as always by my good old pal Walt.
1: Go you know, say best friend, man.
0: Good old he pal. Was out the tongue. Good old pal. Good old. <laughs> I might have good old pal above best friend, but my best friend Walt here with me. How you doing tonight, sir?
1: Man, I'm doing good, man. You know, we just uh, oof a melee of uh, news, and we got to play in and. just just taking all that in man how about you
0: yeah absolutely uh just barrage of uh lakers news you know we wanted the season to end so badly we wanted them to miss the play in but uh we should have known that the final game on sunday was not going to be the end of the lakers for us this season that was absolutely foolish to think about well you know not that i was actually taking that seriously but We should have known that they'd waste no time getting off to a bunch of rumors Uh, and, of course, firing head coach Frank Vogel. They wasted absolutely no time in that. Uh, And that's kind of what we're going to kick off, starting it off today, before we get into our winning time recap later. But just kind of wanted to talk about Frank Vogel. I kind of feel like everyone's got all caught up in the Woj announcement of his firing, mere minutes. After the Nuggets game on Sunday, uh, the Rob Palenka exit interview, kind of comments about it, uh, and now all the reports about who the Lakers may hire. I think we are at five names already, and we'll definitely talk about those names more later uh, down the road in the weeks to come, but I feel like we didn't really get a chance to celebrate uh, a man who was head coach of a Lakers team that won a title. So Walt. Why don't you just talk to me about uh, Vogel? I feel like me and you were always kind of defending him this season when most people weren't. Uh, we kind of lost that defense, I feel like, towards the end of the season. But just talk to me about uh, his full three seasons with the team and how you always felt about him.
1: Uh, well, the first thing I want to acknowledge, just so that way I can connect with the people who rightfully, you know, in some aspects, had issue with the way Frank Vogel ran his systems the way that he organized the team, the way he ran his rotations, all of those different basketball things we've been able to observe and, you know, um, sometimes turn the side eye to. Um, Frank Volk was a stubborn man. He, like many of us, the way he knows, um, so he goes. it. He wants to do it his way. I won't say or it's the highway um, because I think he's a very fair coach, just the way that he coaches and from the stories we heard you know, with the Westbrook, the organization wanted to bench him, but he, you know, he pretty much stood up for Westbrook and said, we're not doing it because that's the only way we can win if we're able to catch flames. And I won't get into all that, but that's just the way that Frank Vogel rolled. Even going back to the Indiana days, like, that's just who he's been, which is why I think it's not so much that we may cape for Frank Vogel, but if you've known Frank Vogel, you know his style. You know how he get down. He defense first. We'll stop teams. We'll rebound. We'll, we're going to get our points off of fast breaks and um, getting the best shot possible. And since we have these two Megalords and LeBron and AD, you know, we can run our offense through them and they'll be able to take advantage of teams, which they did when healthy, um, and which most teams will if they had the same teams at their disposal. You don't have an offense when you got LeBron James. LeBron James is the universe of your team. I hate to break that to you if you were expecting something else. But he had two of those megalores, like I said. So, um, And that crippled him a little bit because he never matured as far as, like, getting better um, running an offense. Even in their absence, he didn't get better as far as, like, running an offense and everything. But that was in part due to um, mostly that second season after the championship. Without LeBron and AD, the defense still was like top notch. So mm-hmm. he didn't have to take that leap that, you know, I'm pretty sure we all wanted him to take on offense. And, um, cause, you know, if you look at the offensive rating, it definitely paled in comparison to the defensive rating. So, um, but he didn't take that leap. And, you know, that did prompt a lot of the moves that they made, which did not turn out well. Um, and ultimately led to this with them parting ways with him. But Frank Vogel, Amazing defensive coach. If you ever want to know about the chops of Frank Vogel, just go watch three games. Um, which would be what game three, first round versus the Blazers in the bubble and game four. And then uh you can go and watch game six of the finals and
0: yeah, just see what, what
1: he's all about as far as like if you asking yourself why should I hire Frank Vogel either for a head coaching job or for um just an assistant job on my staff Right, and that's what you'll get and for the most part he came into the organization when they were at like a a very very like weird time Magic had just stepped down um, Magic had just went on ESPN
0: um, they were just, just they just, had just got AD mm-hmm.
1: even before he remember he came before before sure, they yeah. even before it was official so he definitely was coming into like I mean, really a lot of uncertainty, but he came in and on the, you know, one of the roughest roughest days, he came in, stood at the podium, you know, took his talking to and then got right to work. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, he earned LeBron's trust. Obviously, when they got AD, he earned his trust. The team bought in. They became the defensive juggernaut that Frank Vogel, always known to um, create whenever he go from team to team. And they reap the benefit of it with a championship. And then the next year, still being one of the best defenses in the league. And then this year, you know, they turned the roster over. And, you know, it was moves that just didn't work. Frank Vogel didn't adjust enough. He didn't adjust um, often enough. And, I mean, like I said, here we are. But still, you can't take the championship away from him. Still got a helpful resume as far as being a head coach in the NBA. And hats off to him. Going to miss him. And, uh, I mean, we'll just have to see what, what comes next because, like <laughs> I've been trying to tell people, This is truly, is the grass greener on the other side. I do think the Lakers are going to be better next year just by virtue of – I just don't believe that basketball guys have punished them again and leave them as unhealthy as they've been the last two years. I just don't believe it. If that happens, then I don't know what I'll do with myself, man. Give me the hotline number, Dunning, if they do that. If something happens, (laughs) please do. But I think they'll be better by – just by virtue of just – conditions will be better. Um, But I will remind everybody – every coach has their flaws every coach has their things that's going to drive you crazy every coach has their weaknesses and just be prepared and you know just appreciate what Vogel did man that's all I ask
0: yeah yeah absolutely um yeah I mean he like you know everyone's already kind of said it but he definitely kind of deserved to be fired for just this season in general uh Mm -hmm. especially like after last season like you said like even without LeBron and AD, like just absolutely terrible offense, um, you know, and you know, we didn't have LeBron and AD for a decent amount, but you know, we had Malik Monk and you know, we can talk, talk a lot of negative things about Russ, but we had Russ and it's not like he was putting up, you know, zero numbers. I know he loves to talk about his numbers. So got to get that in there for him. Uh, if he's listening out there or maybe his brother is, I don't know. But, uh, yeah i'm really gonna miss frank uh kind of i wasn't even gonna think about this but it's funny you said the part about him coming in like basically right after the magic johnson classic uh backstabbing first take appearance uh talk about palinka and i totally forgot it was palinka and vogel at that introductory press conference for vogel and basically going into that day it was like well god they're about to get grilled by uh, by the media about all these questions about magic uh it was like Maybe a day after the uh, first take, or maybe the first, or maybe the same day as the first take appearance. And like, it's just funny you can think back to that. And I can't think of a single like noteworthy thing said by Frank, but that's because like, one of my favorite things about him is just he always kept the team like even keeled. Uh, He's just like really level headed, never too up, too down. Uh, and I really value that, especially on this team. You know, with such, like, big personalities, even before Russ got into the fold. uh, I mean, just LeBron, AD, Rajon Rondo, uh, Dwight Howard, you know. And I feel like that was really important in that championship season. You know, I hate to, like, bring this stuff up as, like, a credit to people. But, like, you know, he did lead the team, like, in the midst of Kobe's death, uh, COVID-19, suspending the season. Um, or just all the other stuff that was going on that year. Uh, I mean, just the freaking news cycle of that year alone, just preposterous. Um, and he was leading them all through it. Uh, and then you know, you get to the 2020 through 2021 season. Obviously, like you said, LeBron and AD injuries, two to three months gone. Uh, obviously AD's the backbone of their defense when healthy, and LeBron when he's trying. He can be one of the best defenders in the league, in my opinion. And even with AD at his full health, like the Lakers defense doesn't reach its like crazy heights that it did without LeBron playing good defense. And even without those two, like you said, number one defense in the league last year. Um, and then this year, those continued injuries, terrible roster. Uh, that bo- that bonehead Russ, um, just be able to go through all that. And it's like, I always loved when people were like, "Oh man, Vogel just Vogel just really went out the front office with that quote." And the quote was like, "Yeah, we just don't have uh, the personnel to like trap on defense." Or something like that. I'm like, that like the fact that we're thinking that Frank Vogel like unloading the clip on the front office just shows like how tame he is and like I said like how level-headed he is. Uh but yeah, I man, most of all, I'm just so thankful for that damn defense. Uh I feel like me and you have me and you have talked about before, like the third star in that the championship team, Bogle's defense. Like by far. Yeah. Um and obviously, you know, they had such great parts of that defense. LeBron, A D, Crusoe, KCP, Kuzma. Mm. I know I'm just killing it. Mark Keefe. I'm, I'm just killing you right out with man. these names. But like, I feel like people like obviously the non-Lakers fans won't remember this but all their quotes about being in the film room and obviously those film room sessions led by him having such a direct effect considering uh I think what it was two of the four series or three of the four series they lost game one and then Mm -hmm. uh two of them four straight wins uh and that was all just because of random little defensive adjustments the offense stayed the same like it wasn't Like we said, he's no offensive uh, savant by any means, but defensive genius. And those types of adjustments led by him, uh, and of course probably LeBron and AD having uh, some input as well, but obviously starting with him. And going to really miss that. Um, Obviously we couldn't, you know, like Palinka said before the season started, he was hoping for that Frank Vogel uh, magic touch on the defense. But, you know, A man can only do so much with the uh, parts given to him. And there's no, I I knew before the season, it's like, man, if even if they're healthy, like the Lakers are going to need a huge improvement on offense. They're going to need to buy into (laughs) the offense, commit to playing an amazing offense, and, you know, dealing with the fact that the defense wasn't going to be that good. And obviously, Vogel was just not the right fit for that. Um, I'm going to be interested to see like what players the Lakers get this off season. I f- have a weird feeling. They're going to get a bunch of players where I'm like, huh, this would be like kind of a, kind of a cool defense for Frank Vogel to lead. Uh, uh-huh. and, I'll, and I'll definitely be thinking that if, if a couple of the names, uh, that, the, that are currently connected to the Lakers coaching search, if one of them gets fired, uh, gets hired, uh, I'll definitely be thinking about Vogel a lot. Hopefully, hopefully I'm not thinking about Vogel at all in like August or September. That'll mean off season was great. We got a good coach and I'll be ready to see if the Lakers can win a championship without without Russ, obviously. Uh but yeah, man. I'm gonna miss him. He seemed like a really likable guy. Uh and I do hope he I don't know if he'll get a head coaching job this year probably doubtful it doesn't really even seem like there's gonna be that many open opportunities but um i wonder if he'll get one later but yeah like you said he's definitely gonna be an assistant either this year or next year uh for someone like having that type of guy just on your bench able to help out your defense that's crazy like that'd be super valuable um he's probably i mean honestly probably more well suited for that but I wouldn't be surprised if we're not talking about uh Vogel in the in the playoffs again someday for his defense.
1: Hey, he need not take that job. I know they were saying Sacramento may look at him. He he needs to stay far away from that job. Yeah. Well, you know what? Yeah, he needs to stay far away
0: from no, that job. No, we no. We I don't want him I, and I don't want him going back to his old stomping grounds, uh up in Beantown either. Don't want him don't want him on the Kings. Don't want him on the Celtics. I especially don't want him taking a head coach stopping head coaching job with the kings like oh yeah. that's just that, that place you know the lakers are cursed right now whatever whatever cursed whatever the extreme version of cursed is that's what the kings are compared to the yeah. Lakers. don't i don't exactly. want that for our boy but assistant coaching job with uh an elite team out there some team that needs <laughs> some defensive coaching would love that for him would love that um do you have any more thoughts on Vogel, or uh, should we dive into winning time?
1: Yeah, I hope he recovered, man. I hope he get a job. Um, Six's job be open if they don't get NDA. Mm-hmm. It's like already written in stone. Um, or even,
0: or even uh, MDA huh. as the head coach, and then Vogel as an assistant Ooh. would be kind of sick. Yeah, Jesus. I crazy. can't even
1: imagine it. Imagine what he would have him be doing. I, I was just gonna say.
0: I was say imagine defense with Matisse Thibel, uh, Embiid, Vogel led by that. That actually, I I'm loving the idea. The more of that, and the more we talk about it, but then they gotta figure out uh, if they're giving a big old fat super max contract to that, that bozo James. How about uh, <laughs> Jimmy Hard? He Jimmy Harden now. Jimmy Harden. Yeah. What's his middle name? I don't know. Yeah, hundred percent. But yeah, um, obviously we wish him the best. Well, not obviously. I feel like a lot of Lakers fans despise him, so I feel like it's good we kind of got that out there. Uh, at least it's yeah. you know good in my eyes. But with that being said, I guess we'll go ahead and talk about some winning time. Episode six. Uh, in this episode, I I just now got finished with it. I don't know when Walt watched it, but good lord, there's a lot of storylines in this one. Um, mm-hmm. i don't I'd argue far too many storylines, but. We had, of course, the fallout from the bike accident that ended the last episode that threatened uh, the life of Jack McKinney. And then the resulting interim head coach status for Paul Westhead, uh, played by the very timid Jason Siegel. Uh, There was the shoe companies Courting Magic, Converse, Adidas, uh, Puma, and we'll talk about, I'm sure, Nike as a part of that as well. Uh, And, of course, Magic's formation as a businessman and just, well, a man in general. And then, Jesus, there was also Dr. Buss having issues with extending the bank loan, his mom declining in health. And, wow, I mean, just a lot of stuff. Um, But, Walt, what was your favorite part uh, and who was your MVP I have a feeling we might overlap on some parts of this, but what was your favorite kind of storyline and uh, your favorite performer in the episode?
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, come on now. You know, unanimous. Michael Epps, man, Indiana's own. Yes, Yeah. Yes. Coming out of nowhere with the Richard Pryor tribute. That's what you call a tribute, not acting when you just come in and just do it like that. And the scenes just was like, it was just very well done scenes as far as like the conversations, uh, the timing. Um, you Know they even threw in some of that pixie dust, alluding to that, as far as you know, uh, the guys that's involved. And, um, I'm, I'm gonna give a shout out to uh, to Steve Harris as well, brother Wood Harris, who plays Spencer Haywood, um, formerly of um, what uh, Diary of a Mad Black Woman fame. I don't know if you know about it. put that on your list, Donnie.
0: <laughs> I you know, I know, I know about Diary of Mad Black. Okay, Boy.
1: okay, Tyler Perry. Superstars. I don't know man. if I've
0: seen it from uh, front to end. Well, well, okay, me. let's see if I'll embarrass myself here. Is that starring one Taraji P Henson? That is. Um, oh, damn. I got a different one. I got a different hey,
1: one. I get them all confused too. Um,
0: she's on. She's I think it's the, Matrimony. She's, she's on the poster. Like she's on the poster. Oh, I know what it is. Wait. Yep no Look, i don't you know in
1: the ballpark doing. it's that's a tyler Perry production too
0: Matrimony. okay okay so is idris I mean, in that one too? Not too far
1: off. another tyler Perry production that's the up. uh shoot what is that daddy's I'm little Girls. i'm digging a hole it's you know, all good hey these hole. movies run together they exist in the same <laughs> universe so you know you can't really you're not too far alright I right we're gonna separate. put it on the watch list
0: though. i can separate the medea ones how about that yeah hey
1: it's all that matter, I man. can
0: separate the Medea ones from the <laughs> drama ones. I've seen I've seen one of his uh non Medea dramas. Just can't think of what it was. And no, it's not. It's not Alex Cross. I know that's not.
1: Ah Alex Cross.
0: I think we talked about dream. that one. So. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, yeah, man. Oh, Mike Epps. I'd like I mean, we already talked about it, I think, yeah, probably off pot, but I he like came in and I saw him. I was like, oh, there's Mike Epps. And I was like, oh, Shoot, I forgot. Mike Epps is playing Richard Pryor in this. Saw the mustache. <laughs> uh, pretty good impression of Richard Pryor, I thought. Uh, but overall, just like I don't know, great acting from him. Uh, thought like that scene of him sitting out with Magic, just talking about the fame of it all, and being like, "Oh, everyone's trying to get a piece of you." They had that good line of, uh, uh, "What's your What's your real name, Irvin? What's Second your real guy? name, Presto?" <laughs> Presto, that that name you is gone. I will
1: say Presto, to that
0: motherfucker. <laughs> hey, that's not bad either. We should have got. We should have got Chris Walton up there playing I do Mike. What I can. You you <laughs> got you got as about about as much uh, acting experience as Quincy. Could have got you in I, there.
1: I try. Yeah, I try to do <laughs> what I can, man. Holler at me. Book me. Cameo me. Yeah, man.
0: But yeah, uh, man, that was good that was good um yeah and then he had uh i know you loved uh his second appearance in the episode where he was trying to get spencer haywood to come uh come up in the hills and uh
1: in the snow both both and,
0: snows <laughs> and, and go skiing a little bit yeah i was gonna say the powder and the rock yeah those uh and of,
1: the uh the respectable snow ladies too <laughs> oh he was like Wait, uh, did he say i, I was got, gonna
0: say did he say white girls and I, i'm, I'm I, trying to remember i feel like he did I feel
1: like he did he's like we got white girls cocaine and seven <laughs> up i was like man he they, said I don't
0: know. Up for sure a cal seven jacobs party man <laughs> oh man yeah and, uh and you mentioned um god i'm sorry steve is it steve harris
1: mm-hmm.
0: steve harris uh for people i don't realize the Dr. Day character, uh, is played by Steve Harris and Spencer Haywood's played by Wood Harris. You better know Wood Harris. Um, and yeah, brothers. I don't think they had scenes together. No, nah, I don't think so. Maybe, maybe in passing in that, uh, that hallway where, <laughs> where Richard Pryor was talking about seven up Coke and white girls in the Hills. Um, mm. but yeah, uh, really liked those kind of new characters. Uh, steve harris and mike epps i well i don't know if we're going to see mike epps again to be honest probably not we'll see i don't really know yeah. i they have to dive into the they're kind of you know brought up the spencer haywood and cocaine of it all so i don't know if they'll keep kind of including richard Pryor in that storyline if they'll continue like i said i mean jesus they've got we got a little too many storylines going on in my opinion Man. right now Yeah, because it's,
1: like, think about, like, how many celebrities they've encountered. Because they pretty much recruiting celebrities to come to the games and come behind the scenes. So, it's, like, the level of celebrities that they probably can dive into the bag and, and and just create stories from is, like, crazy. But, of course, with, like, some of these stories, you know, you don't want to tell people's business, which... They don't um, seem to uh, look, they're not holding back. Necessarily,
0: no, I was gonna so. say, they don't care about anyone's business at all. I man. was gonna, I was one of my things I noted down was how many more times are we gonna see Magic Johnson have sex in the show? <laughs>
1: it's <laughs> it's just it's ridiculous. ridiculous, yeah, to the max,
0: man. I was gonna say, man. especially in that regard. And there was, a, they had a god, who was it? Who Who's a vegetarian? Was it Haywood?
1: Oh yeah! Oh, the guy, think, yeah! The,
0: yeah, the guy came up, or was it? Was it prior? It was prior? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 I think that was as I was processing, like mic ups. All right. Oh, that's. I think that up. was his.
1: That was his introductory scene, right?
0: Yep. Yep. In Perfect. the in right, the right, in the, the forum club. Yep. Um. Yeah. Like I said, he had that library. Oh, Urban's your name? Say presto to that. <laughs> and that they did like
1: line. a little dim, and then they brought the voices down and like the verb yeah. reverb. Um, ah, and he was scene. getting that
0: act again. Um, yeah, man. What a yeah, scene. that was good. Um, yeah, I really liked, like I said, Doctor Day, uh, Richard Pryor, and then I kind of just like the kind of Magic Johnson stuff outside of him having sex. I got. <laughs> gotta stay away from that um but just kind of the business part of it all the shoe companies courting him uh and him kind of just getting a lesson from prior and uh others of this fame stuff isn't all it's cracked up to be sometimes and everyone's trying to get a piece of you as he's getting that from prior jerry Buss that, that dirty dog's coming over saying he's lakers property and stuff of that nature and you can tell just making him feel sick and then he's got uh his girl uh day's daughter uh coming over trying to run the show and saying i love you and all that jazz and i don't know and then uh and then of course we gotta talk about uh his decision to go with converse uh Mm. and the kind of funny parts they had involving uh one filled night of uh nike fame and magic's decision to not go with nike at that time and they kind of alluded to it in the show with the banker kind of talking about <laughs> banker said like, yeah, they'll be out of business by uh by the end of the quarter. Wrong. Super wrong. It's not even close. But no one was hyping up Nike back then.
1: Yeah, it's wild because, you know, in hindsight, a lot of people you laugh at it, but man, we hear about people getting, you know, took to the cleaners, man, behind decisions that uh well, let me take that back. We don't hear enough about athletes entertainers being taken to the cleaners behind ideas like that so yeah. to try to you know yeah you look at the situation like, oh magic was stupid spencer hey was stupid for not taking stock man listen like we don't hear enough about the l's and it's some l's buddy out there about like getting behind bad investments even i think about people always um they come at blockbuster for not integrating or not you know getting with netflix but the idea was at the time was like preposterous man like think about it
0: it was stupid everyone everyone in their everyone and their mothers at that time god i can't yeah. even tell you what like year this was like being debated anymore it all just blends together but like uh going to post all the time like people are talking about this stupid netflix the stupid netflix company that uh ships dvds like uh, to your door, and you gotta go online and book it, and like rent it, and then they ship it to your door. And then you gotta ship it back. It was like that's stupid. Like what? Like hey, man. why? I'm gonna I'm going down to Blockbuster, and then when I need to get take it back, I take it back to them. I'm not dealing with all this shipping uh jibber jabber. Uh, exactly.
1: And just then... recovering from like all the terror we went through at Maxwell House, man. I mean, what is it, Columbia <laughs> House? Some folks still just now getting out of like.
0: <laughs> yeah man so it's like i don't know it was um it was really funny to see that but like oh man when he pulled out that shoe I, in, my, in my head i was like god how could you look at that shoe and just be like yeah this is a flop this is a big flop <laughs> hey Beautiful it was a
1: shoe. nice shoe though man it was, was
0: really like, nice hey.
1: i don't know if they turned like, the white oh, up man. on the sneaker or they, they cleaned I know. it just for the shot like hey, let me clean it let me get that shoe from you uh quincy let me buffed that up really quick. It was such... <laughs> the purple was like split-act. Mm. Purple was just like purple. It ain't even the purple that you can buy on these shoes that you see now. No, Like, the purple was just
0: like, ooh, just
1: nasty. Then it had the magic on the side. I was like... And they called it the Nike Magic.
0: Ooh! would have been sick. Oh, man. And like, God, who knows what Magic would be doing these days if he like took that investment because obviously Magic's got his hands and like got a million pies like he's on him and him and Shaq on that level where they've just got so many business things I forget all the time that Magic's got a uh, little ownership stake in in the Dodgers and I feel like when he did that that was mm-hmm. such a huge thing uh but god he's got so many other things going on but like I wonder if he would have you know the same way I mean Michael Jordan's got his hands on a lot of pies as well but kind of the same way Ma- like Michael Jordan got the Jordan brand got the Jordan shoe and like I feel like he just kind of keeps to himself Listen. obviously and yeah. like he just like owns stays in the, dark.
1: the nba hornets
0: <laughs> yeah owns the nba hornets got got his has his silhouette on their damn jersey and he's got his silhouette on countless college basketball teams jerseys and shoes officially licensed like oh, man. i mean and whatever magic could have taken that day with Nike would have, surp- I well, I could be wrong, would have surpassed whatever uh, MJ has net worth wise from Jordan. So it's like, I wonder how much we'd actually be like seeing, you know, like yeah. you get a certain amount of money. It's like, I'm going to kind of keep to myself a bit because that sounds dope.
1: <laughs> Maybe they, they, I mean, they get magic. Maybe they don't – not – all right, I know this sound uh, Are you going to say maybe crazy. they don't get MJ? Yeah, maybe they don't get MJ and they don't need MJ. Or right. it raises the stakes as far as them, you know, having to sign MJ for a whole lot, you know, because we know MJ was a competitor. So he probably would have been like, well, y'all got Magic. I can outsell
0: him. I And can he, lead, liked to, you know and, and he really liked to compete against Magic.
1: Yeah, so, you know, maybe you just have two lines just like crazy shoe lines. Who knows? Tinker Hatfield could have rolled with Magic and we're, just made all of these silhouettes in Lakers colors instead of Bulls colors. But mm, we're only
0: we're only we're only three months uh out from uh seeing a clip of MJ saying, Let's lace him up. I'll beat your old ass and or whatever he said to Magic <laughs> when when Magic was doing that. We'll
1: lace him up hee, right now. Hee hee. Yeah, just <laughs> laughing. Oh Mike, you just
0: crazy, man.
1: <laughs> let's, let's lace him up right now. People
0: were, too. <laughs> I know and people were so pumped about that clip from just MJ saying that I couldn't get enough of uh he, whatever he says he's like oh there's hold a old head over there and you can hear right before the camera pans just see. yeah you just and I'm just like old. oh man he kills me like <laughs> I mean we get so annoyed by magic and he was so annoying like last week or whatever but when magic is laughing and getting like when he's not just calling out the Lakers left and right, and he's getting pumped about a story and laughing. I love hearing, t- hearing him talk just in general, laughing his ass off. You know the gif of him? Uh, he has a few great I
1: know what you're going to say.
0: Which one? Is it the NBA one? draft one? No, no, but that's oh, a, good that a good one. I was, yeah, was, was going to say, he's got the one where he's in the Dodgers box seats, and I don't know who he's looking at, but he's looking at someone eating popcorn, and he's like eating the popcorn and then he's laughing, but like you know how you, you're laughing, but then you hear something even funnier and you do an even harder laugh. You're like, yeah. he's laughing, eating the popcorn, and he's like, It throws his head back, just dying laughing. Uh, going <laughs> life, man. Or the, the magic uh, man. or the classic uh, Jimmy Kimmel, Paul George, 100,000 uh, oh. tampering fine one with, with the winking. Oh man, uh, you know, wow. Man, now that I think about it, magic. Magic is one of the low key uh, goats of gifts. Yeah, now, the him, and, man. He, him, he, him, uh, character. him, and like Vince McMahon. Well, okay, that's the only that's the only way we're putting him in Vince. McMahon. <laughs> this but, man, is
1: a nasty mimic, man,
0: McMahon, <clears throat> terrible person. Yeah. So magic. the thing about magic Great is, person.
1: like you, like like you said, we we all got our gripes about how he do business, but he like a myth though. He when it comes to working a room. And just, like, moving and shaking. Let me tell you something. Not, I'm not going to say it. Let me tell you something, man. He's just like Barkley. Like, you can be like, man, I hate Charles Barkley. Just, that was stupid what he said. He's saying, and it's all true. But then you get in a room with him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Jordan, too. You know, Jordan, they talk about how competitive Jordan is, how, like, much of a, you know, he want to put in work 24-7. And then when you know him, you stand in the room with him, he creep up behind you and grab you, play Russell with you, like, say something, what's up? Yeah, so it's it's like, them dudes is like, like you when you get to know people and when you you see them in their natural habitat, it's like, it's a much better experience than when somebody just shove a microphone in front of their face or you envision them in the office working in the front office and whatnot. It's like, we talked about that with Jeannie Buzz, like, we were saying, like, you know, we don't agree with her working with, like, Linda Ramis and stuff like that, but I'm pretty sure you meet these people man I don't know about Kurt but probably like the sweetest people in the world and just like nah, I just wanted nah, to do this just to <laughs> make you cry. I thought we could win I wanted Russell Westbrook and I thought exactly it was just like I'm so sorry. I thought I I, I I didn't know you I didn't know you thought like that.
0: And like I, I can almost guarantee we're gonna get some exclusive interview Jeannie does with someone and she's gonna be like I'm so sorry to the fans I just want like I just want the Lakers to win the championship. My number one goal was getting them number 18. And she's going to say like, "Over oh, the Celtics, something like that. And I'm just like, oh, God damn it, Jeannie, you sweetheart. All right. Well, <laughs> make some better decisions, but damn it. Um, yeah. And yeah, like, I mean, and from everything, like, I feel like everyone goes on and on and on about how Jeannie's like really nice. Um, like a bunch of like, exa- I feel like executives say that and like everyone does. So, but yeah, it's like, and yeah, Barkley, it's like, you can get so mad about his takes, but man, he's so damn funny. And, um, Oh, what was I going to bring up? Oh, that one, one last thing about magic. Did you see like the, I think it's an old video. Well, I know it's an old video, but the video resurfacing of him talking about that, uh, the Nike deal. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Where he's like, (laughs) and he, and he does, and he does the thing, he does the thing where he's just like, Man, I should have taken that or like something. And he's just like laughing about himself. He's just so so funny and so entertaining. Uh,
1: hey man, man, when you're rich and you don't have to worry about bills, man, life is just like
0: ah yeah. <laughs> when you I make just go lot. out and take a
1: wake up at seven on my own without having to go to a job and take a walk, <laughs> why not sit That's at a fan, look hey, <laughs> sit hey, at the most hey, expensive hey. restaurant in Beverly Hills and have a a uh, omelet, some some some
0: cold brew and that's and that's exactly what he said the day the day after he tore pulling apart in first take and then he woke up the next morning he said i don't gotta be president of basketball operations anymore why was i doing that in the first place (laughs) like duh i'm a i'm a minority owner of the dodgers i don't have to do anything for them I'm a minority owner in all these other businesses. I don't got to do anything for them. Man, I'm just sitting at home. I'm finally, I'm finally getting some dividends paid to me, which I should have I been know. getting from Nike at this time.
1: This is a magic defense pod. Like, imagine that. I'm i on magic side now. I'm like, man, it don't I know, I am, I am you know too. What? I do quit. I don't want to work. I, I'm going to go back to uh, sitting in my backyard overseeing uh, California. The weather just perfect by my pool. You know, I got my chef in there cooking, got my masseuse massaging, my beautiful wife. I I don't need the stress of uh, sitting in uh, trying to convince Frank Vogel to double-team car Anthony Towns. I don't need that in my life. (laughs) Um, But yeah, man, Magic Johnson, man. Yeah, him and uh, Michael Cooper, the most nervous man
0: in the world. I
1: I had heard about that, bro.
0: But, so that's um, a, so that's a real thing, yeah, yeah. like out in the down yeah. the ether. <laughs> yeah,
1: he's he he's another guy. Like I was gonna say sweet, but that seems like, um, I I mean he's sweet. It's a gender neutral term. He's just a sweet guy. Uh, I actually mm-hmm. talked to him on his birthday a few years back. I was like, oh really? Because our birth I think our birthdays are close by each other. or both in November? I think. Let me look it up so that way. Did I you know say
0: happy to birthday me. to him?
1: Yeah, I was like, hey, birthday twin, happy birthday. He was like, appreciate it, man. Go." We was like chopping it up, Laker talking stuff,
0: man. It was pretty. Oh, cool. that's awesome.
1: Yeah. Let me see. I think his birthday is close to mine. Did Walt lie or did he tell the truth? The winning time edition. Early life. Where is it?
0: Where is his birthday? You didn't lose, you didn't lose the Michael Cooper.
1: Oh, no, nah, he was born April 15th. Oh, his birthday coming up!
0: Oh, he's a tax day baby.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what's up,
0: man? man yeah, man. Up. I or I think we talked about it in the last episode. I love that actor playing you know, him, and I just love like his character in the show. Uh, just in general, he was so funny in that um that one episode where we talked about Spencer Haywood's penis the entire episode. <laughs> <laughs> man, that's crazy. Yeah, this episode was definitely not as fun as uh a couple of previous episodes. Absolutely chaotic episode. Um Oh, one one last little we didn't talk about a uh a, a Lakers celebrity great making a cameo in it.
1: Mmm. One you
0: know yeah. Jack
1: Nicholson, right?
0: The one and only Jack Nicholson. He did uh he the guy did the what did he say? I think he said like no problem fellas and he did the he did like the eyebrows things up in the air i was like oh hell yeah we got a little jack nicholson in this the better that be the and then uh jerry bus had to like i had to comp his season tickets for him to do that (laughs) hey
1: paid dividends though man i miss seeing jack
0: jerry oh man yeah shout out to jack i gotta imagine he's probably not doing the best health wise but uh but is i think that's his. i think it's that's his son that's always in his seats uh oh, nice. at the game. He uh he it's, it's weird. He looks uh, like a lot like a very young Jack Nicholson and it's mm-hmm. a very weird to see, but really nice that, you know, his son gets to go to the games and continue on his nice little legacy. So yeah. Hang around hang around with uh Cannon and uh Leo and uh who else flee from red hot chili peppers after the game. Mm-hmm. Will Ferrell when he didn't have to duck John C. Riley because of this show, or Adam K. because of this show. <laughs> um, shout out to the time that Will Ferrell uh, dressed up as the security guard and kicked and handcuffed Shaq and kicked him out. <laughs> yeah,
1: got a little bit. Being able to show it to an NBA Arena like, it's me, Will Ferrell. Can I play some? Can I uh, pull some high tonight? <laughs> it's, it's, sure, a, Will Ferrell. Come on it's, in. A, it's me, Will Ferrell. <laughs> can I do a
0: sketch? Uh <laughs> um, Yeah. You you guys got any uh, any of your red security jackets back there? Oh, is this Shaq right here? Hey, Shaq, you want to be in a sketch? Shaq's like, "Uh, how much? (laughs) How much you (laughs) paying? Yeah.
1: Like, sure. And he just passed you over to his accountant. Paying me an exposure? He give you you a blank check for your bank, and you wonder how Shaq got that? And he's just like, I mean, I'm the all-knowing. I'm the big (laughs) all-knowing. I'm the big Aristotle. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> and he just you just be like how you get my bank account information shaggy's like
0: <laughs> um, i'm sure yeah
1: exactly <laughs> but yeah man i love the jack nickerson uh I, I love that um what else did we get in this joint um more magic um with the respectable ladies
0: and uh,
1: not claiming the respectable ladies and going back to cookie
0: yeah I was gonna say i think we're i think we're gonna near uh cookie cookie's had a part-time job being a match girlfriend with him calling her on the phone all the time big mm-hmm. big simp magic johnson uh yeah. and now in time now she's gonna yeah simp in time and uh now she's gonna enter a a full-time role i think uh gonna go to that pistons game watch him a little bit um wait Dennis Rodman wasn't around yet no 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 he wasn't right
1: i don't know man what year, what year we talking Hold
0: 70 on. 79. 79 i don't know are we are that yeah, i mean uh a long time but that yeah damn, we'll, was in a league a long time because he was the kind of the same age as mj and mj got drafted what 85
1: 84 damn uh i didn't realize the worm is sixty sixty 60 years old that ain't old at all
0: you said that uh, ain't old yeah. at all
1: yeah, sixty is like
0: a young. Yeah, but Dennis Robin in, in his in his life, he's he's immortal. <laughs> his, his body his body's like a eighty. Yeah.
1: So eighty six. He came in the league in eighty six.
0: Yeah, I think that's the same year as MJ. Yeah, so yeah. We got baby Kobe, anything that's possible. Get get a anything little more in there. Man. Um yeah. Oh, I wrote down I don't know why the hell they had Jack McKinney wake up from his coma and say, uh, <laughs> fuck my dick? <laughs> <laughs> they said that. I was like, what? Is that just... A, that better be a phrase he said in his real life, because why the hell exactly. did y'all write this?
1: Yeah. I sure thing, Jack McKinney.
0: Uh, I also wrote down the part uh, when... uh. Jerry Bus is kind of the banking guys are about to come to the Forum Club, and he's talking to his business partner about how scared he is or whatever. He's like super mm. nervous, And then uh he's like hugging his business partner. They had like an emotional moment or whatever. And that stupid banker is like, "Oh my god, tell me this was a fruit bar." And Jerry Bus <laughs> has like a a loud nervous laugh, where he's just like, ah, ha, ha. And, "I don't know, it was just like super funny timing where he just said that really quick. He's like, ah, ha, ha. "Um." Let's see. Oh, I wrote down uh classic nepotism biting the bus family in the ass, uh, in terms of Jerry making his ailing mother uh the bookkeeper. Um and then I wrote classic Lakers press management as well, uh, in their handling of uh Jack McKinney's injury and uh Jerry West coming in, like, oh look, look, here's what we're gonna tell everyone. All right, Paul? And then, um Jerry, Jerry West face while watching Paul Westhead like do the, um, do the Shakespeare quotes. Jerry was just sit- I love Jason Clark's just like Jerry West puzzled face just sitting there like, oh yeah, what the what the hell? No man, what the <laughs> hell is Paul saying? <laughs> and then
1: uh, go big, <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, go like, big.
1: Man, a Frank Vogel tribute.
0: Yeah, seriously. We should have played two centers. Don't mm-hmm. you know two centers is the way to go? Oh, oh man. man. That was something. Well, oh, and a, then we uh, had the
1: uh, the Spencer Haywood, um, Paul Westfall. Westhead, I'm sorry. Why do I want to call him Westfall? Uh, Westhead. You the, uh, the, um, where he walks in on him. He trying to, you know, pep up Michael Cooper.
0: Yeah. and <laughs> like, made man, him look, get your made mind look right. Bad.
1: Yeah. So that that kind of, I guess they're alluding to that kind of leading to Spencer Haywood's downfall with the Lakers, but we'll get into that.
0: Yeah, yeah, it kind of seems like there's gonna be a decent amount of Spencer Haywood moving forward, as mm-hmm. as there probably should be. Um, still, just kind of funny to me how like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar can, can, can kind of just be in the background of uh these episodes, and oh man, speaking of Kareem, Kareem and the boys were really coming at Magic's neck. Uh, I mean, deservedly so for not showing up to the hospital and, uh, instead getting that money or, and, and making wrong business deals, but Mm -hmm. they were really coming for him and pulling the, and they were pulling the simp card on him. Oh, it was nice of your girl to bring those, uh, funeral flowers, huh? Oh Um, man. That magic. Oh man. Magic looked defeated. He just looked white flag in the air. Like boys, (laughs) stop. I'm trying to figure out what's going on. Leave me alone. Kicking him while he's so,
1: down. Yeah. I mean that's what happened when you don't claim your lady and then you have uh you have an errands being ran for for you and you don't step up to the plate, man. The guys are gonna they're gonna come at your neck. You
0: know and then you saying? uh and then you ignore her saying you love you when you're about to mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh right, so
1: yeah, man. Classic. Just a just that was probably hmm, I was gonna say my favorite episode. It's right up there, man. Oh, really? Yeah, it, it was. It was something.
0: I'm trying to think. I don't know what my favorite episode is so far. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to figure that out uh, after next week's episode. Figure out where we're at because then after next week's episode, next week will be episode seven, and then I believe it goes to ten. So we got four episodes left. Uh, and Then, well, I guess we probably should have let off with this, but there's going to be there's for sure going to be a season two um pretty sure adam mckay said he wanted to do three seasons at one point so definitely kind of seems like this will just end after uh the 1979 to 80 season but we'll see uh plenty of stuff to be had Uh, i'm sure magic's gonna fool around a little bit more (laughs) uh spencer haywood's gonna start doing a little bit of a seven up we'll say uh with richard Pryor and the boys um and of course uh we got our boy pat riley waiting in the wings waiting uh waiting to take the helm someday so anything else you wanted to know from the episode
1: oh man uh did i catch anything that might have just slid by quickly i don't think i did um
0: mike mike epps guest star um, emmy daytime emmy Emmy. why not give it to do it
1: do it you cowards yeah, that was, that was very good, man. That was a good touch. Um, Kareem in the forum forum club, just kind of like kicked back
0: being Kareem. <laughs> yeah. I, and, yeah. uh, he said when they were offering the crack to him, I'm good with yoga.
1: Yeah. So yeah, that was definitely good. Um, yeah, it was just a solid episode, man. Very solid episode. Um, this show man this show i can't believe we're this far into it we feel like yesterday we were just thinking about like man we're gonna do this pod and this show is coming out it. and it should be good um and here we are bro
0: more than halfway
1: yeah
0: more than halfway yeah, like <sighs> yeah seriously think about that being six weeks ago that's wild in mm-hmm. and like whatever we were talking about <laughs> talking about with the lakers also wild um but yeah I think that will go ahead and do it for us. Um, We'll see whatever we're going to talk about. We've been leading off these shows with Lakers talk next week. We'll see if we have something to talk about with them. We probably will. Um, If not anything noteworthy, maybe we'll talk a little bit of playoffs. Uh, I'm sure we'll get, have, I think by that time we'll have every series through game one. uh, Talk a little, talk a little good basketball uh, instead of the bad basketball we've been talking about all season, but... We'll definitely talk about Episode 7 of Winning Time either way. Uh, thank you guys very much for listening. My name is Donnie McHenry again. Uh, that is Walt. And we will see you guys next week. See you. Peace out.